Hey, hey, kids, you're listening to a couple of annoyed grunt boys, and this is the 138th Simpsons podcast. Farewell, Sideshow Bob. Your shoes are empty and the stage is dark. Bart stole your nitroglycerin and then your heart infarct. Seems to me your loyal fans ought to buy this DVD of all your best love sketches on the Krusty Show. It's full of extra features and deleted scenes. Like when you fell and split your pants and we saw your Frank and B. <laughs> that's right we're the simpsons podcast that discusses the american animated sitcom called the simpsons but we don't discuss the uh, golden age episodes that everyone loves and adores that's uh season one through ten of course no we talk about the later seasons 11 and beyond why well i just said because everyone adores those and there's like other podcasts out there that have talked about those episodes before uh, we're here to look beyond those episodes to see if there's some gems out there that rival those great episodes uh, i can't do this alone on this journey of reviewing these episodes i'm half an annoyed grunt boy craig and as i'm getting to i have an, another annoyed grunt boy uh, that talks about this with me uh, what's your name uh my name is steve i sound like i have low energy don't i <laughs> Yeah, but it's okay. I mean, low tea happens to all. I mean, low energy happens to all of us. <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah, probably is low tea. Yeah, it's fine. What do you need tea for? I know. I drink coffee. Exactly. That's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, we're talking about coffee. Oh no, coffee talk. I'm glad they never made that into a movie. Well, they like, could probably do that as an Uber Eats commercial. <laughs> yeah, that would be really funny. <laughs> Especially since uh, they don't air different commercials for. <laughs> It's the same one. Yeah. Have you seen this new one with Mountain Dew and uh, Bob Ross? Like no. the CGI of Bob Ross, like drinking a Mountain Dew. He's like, hmm, this shit's good. I don't say shit, but he's like, this yeah. stuff's good. I'm like, I feel like Bob Ross wouldn't be endorsing Mountain Dew. <sighs> Can't they just let people be dead? <laughs> like, seriously, lot, like, like, why? A lot of people probably think the same thing about The Simpsons, Steve. That's fair. <laughs> We're keeping it alive, damn it. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm just tired of like, first of all, I'm tired of the like the fetishization of Bob Ross and like Bill Murray. And there's like, oh, here's a person. He's interesting. And yeah, I'm watching the ad now and ah, it's it, it makes me mad. <laughs> like even as a kid, I thought Bob Ross was boring as fuck. Yeah, I thought that was the whole point. They're for your dad or right. my dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like when that popped on, like, you know, you're watching your pbs programs like oh cool reading rainbow as a kid's like oh reading rainbow that's fun because mm-hmm. that's a that's a geordie on star trek i love star trek right. and then you know you see mr rogers like well this is kind of lame but no one's watching because i kind of enjoy this exactly i just don't want to be caught watching this of course you know when you're younger sesame street was the jam 
Right. And then, you know, maybe when you're a little older, you'll watch some Ghost Rider or... Three, two, one contact? Oh, yeah. I taught you about shit, man. Yeah, like, you learned, and it, you, it was, like, entertaining. It was well-produced. Good stuff. It was like and, uh, Bob Ross. So you're just like, uh, it's like, it's the same fucking thing. Yeah. It's These like, millennials, oh, you know? you're borrowing Charlie Rose's set <laughs> to paint the same picture every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We're great at commentating. <laughs> of things of pop yeah. culture i got nothing wrong with bob ross i just I no just no i agree yeah it's you're just, right I, I just get tired of like the same meme worthy like oh let's like idolize this one person because they're weird yeah. or unique or whatever it's like uh everyone's like the four horsemen of the meme opelix and it's like bob ross and keanu reeves and the Leo DiCaprio, like, got your face, or I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Or the people that aren't, well, maybe not that Leo DiCaprio, but the people that are, uh, the internet loves, like, Johnny Depp, you know? Yeah. They hate Amber Heard. I, I don't know what's going on with that, but that, I'm not here to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, like, the meme culture, like, right now, like, I, I go on Reddit, and all of a sudden, there's, like, something about the stepmom from Big Hero 6. Like, yeah. I don't know what's going on, Steve. We're getting old. I know, and, like, you know, you're afraid of getting old and like not being aware of pop culture, but part of me is like happy to accept like old man not liking things. Like we talk about like what's a TikTok, but I've also come to accept TikTok be like that's the thing that kids like. Let them like it. It's not yeah. for me. I'm not gonna shit on it. I don't want to shit on anything. I just want the old things that I love to come back. For instance, one of my favorite TV shows was uh besides the Simpsons, Frasier. I just wish Frasier would come back. Oh, well, maybe we have some good news for you. Oh, what's that, Steve? There might be a comeback, but also maybe we can talk about Frasier on this very episode. <gasps> cool. I'd love to. Well, first of all, before we do that, let's talk about uh, the year in which this episode was on, 2007, and specifically the date of November 25th. Why, Craig, what was the uh, number one movie in the box office? Well, this probably was around, what, Thanksgiving time? I would say so. I'm assuming, yeah. Uh, everyone was going to see that movie uh, Enchanted. Now, I is that the one with uh, Elsa Fisher? Wait, is that who that was? Yes. No, Amy, Amy Adams. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, I come up with people that get them confused. <laughs> there's the there's the Amy Adams one. I didn't do any research, Steve. Um, it's just written here. Because um, there's I always get Enchanted and Ella Enchanted. Ella Enchanted is with uh, Anne Hathaway, right? Right. Enchanted is the better one, right? Right, because it's kind of t- tongue in cheek. Because um, yeah, it's right. Kind of, it's like breaks the fourth wall and they're in the real world. Is this one with Chris Pine or is Ella Enchanted with Chris Pine or is that Princess Diaries? Oh my god, it's so confusing. <laughs> um, I think, but Princess Di- Diaries also is Anne yeah, Hathaway. Th- this is James Marsden and Patrick oh. Dempsey. <laughs> How could I get James Marsden and Chris Pine confused? I don't know. I mean, they're both bland-looking, attractive men. Did you ever see Enchanted? Yes, uh, we had a mutual friend. Or we, you still have friend? We still have that mutual friend. <laughs> yeah, they but uh, uh-huh. as far as I know, um, but they this is one of their favorite movies, or it was at the time, and I remember watching it with them quite a bit. It's a good movie, and I know there's a sequel coming out called Disenchanted, not to do with the uh, animated show from Netflix from Matt, Matt. Grading himself. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I thought Enchanted was was a fun movie, and I like the concept of disenchanted or disenchantment i think is what the movie's called Mm because it it'll show like well things didn't happen happily ever after Mm -hmm. that's fun like the real world like a podcast that we used to call the real world sequels um yeah so yeah i enjoyed the movie in fact i'll watch it again 
before I watched the uh, sequel. Alrighty, that, yeah, that seems like a it's a fun time. It's a good like Saturday afternoon movie. I f- I feel like. And who doesn't love an Amy Adams? That's right, she's delightful. Right, Steve. What were we uh, bopping to? The oh. number one song on the Billboard Hot 100 was "Kiss Kiss" by Chris Brown, featuring T Pain. So Chris Brown, he's a bad person, and there's a lot of evidence of that. So, and we haven't canceled him yet. Like, come on, like, yeah, we really should have. You know, when I back in my KJ days, mm-hmm. like when people put in a Chris Brown song. I honestly told him, like, oh, yeah, that file doesn't work. I honestly, like, blacklisted Chris Brown just because, like, one, I was actually a huge Rihanna fan. So what he did to to my girl there. Sure. I was like, no, fuck you, dude. Uh, so I, I boycotted Chris Brown, and I still do. Like, why why does he get a pass? Yeah, it's awful. It's, it's horrible. Uh, so let's not listen to that song because it's bad. So let's go to, we're talking about the Billboard Hot 100. Let's go to number 100 to um, what I would say is a superior song. And it's a love song called Love Song by Sarah Bareilles. I'm not going to write you a love song. Yeah, that song bops. Do yeah. Us middle-aged white man. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And also, I'm still a little hurt that Katy Perry ripped off Sarah Bareilles. Oh, yeah. I think we discussed this many years ago. <laughs> Probably. Well, let's uh, discuss the episode of uh, Simpsons we're watching. Oh, for God's sake, Steve. What are we talking about? Good God, Niles. We're talking about Funeral for a Fiend, the eighth episode of the 19th season. So uh, TV commercials influence the Simpsons to go to a rib restaurant where Sideshow Bob, guest voiced by uh, Kelsey Grammer, is waiting in an elaborate hoax to lure them to their doom. Is this the last episode of The Simpsons? Could it be? Could we be free of this curse? Probably. Yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't be. Well, anyway, let's uh, watch this episode and we'll come back and we'll talk about it. We'll be right back. We're back. Today we're talking about Funeral for a Fiend, the eighth episode of the 19th season. It originally aired on November 25th, 2007. It is episode 408 in the show's run. Your nerd code is KABFO1. It was written by Michael Price, directed by Rob Oliver, and your showrunner is Al Jean. All right. Michael Price. I can't believe we have done the show for a few years now. We haven't reviewed an episode that he's written because he's written a few. Hmm. Do tell. My Mother the Carjacker is the first one he wrote in the 15th season, and he has an upcoming one. Let's see. He's still working on it with uh, Do Pizza Bot's Dream of Electric Guitars. Hmm. It's coming out March 14th, 2021. Okay. And something about that date. Oh, yeah. It's uh, (laughs) Pi Day. Also, Albert Einstein's birthday. And I think Taylor Hansen's birthday. Nobody Uh, else. Nobody else. Oh, Baba Booey. Howard Stern's oh, producer. Yeah. Um, I think uh, former baseball player Kirby Puckett, RIP. Yeah. And uh, that's all I remember for some Me reason. Me too. Nobody else. <laughs> do we do much of poo about something? I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm looking at his list and he's he did the 500th episode. He's also written on uh, other things like the Simpsons movie. Oh, he's a consultant. How about, uh, what about Joan? Starring Joan Cusack from 
I kind of remember that. Yeah. PJs. I know that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, all Real Monsters. I never watched All Real Monsters. You know why? Why? You don't want to be scared, Steve. That's fair. It's scary. It's got on ah, the title. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about uh, Teen Angel? Oh, I never seen that. I think I remember that, though. Outer Space. Uh, Homeboys in Outer Space. <laughs> I do remember that. The UPN classic. Yeah. How come that hasn't been rebooted yet? It's only a matter of time. All right. And the news it was a half hour syndicated sketch comedy show from 94 to 95. Oh, my gosh. Um, I need to look that because that looks that sounds really familiar. I know Brad Sherwood was in it. That's the only person I can remember. Yeah. Anyways, uh, he grew up in South Plainfield, New Jersey. And congratulations, New Jersey, for marijuana. Recreational use in Jersey. You're going to put Jay and hey. Silent Bob out of business now. I know. I'm sure Kevin's already working on that movie. <laughs> uh he's got a master's of fine arts in uh tulane university Ooh. A ba degree in theater arts in uh monte claire state university wow steve is this the first simpsons writer not from <laughs> harvard <laughs> i think it may very well be we've reviewed or <laughs> yeah he only went to tulane <sighs> well i only own one lane steve <laughs> forward yeah Never looking uh, back. That's All right. right. Let's look forward to uh, what we're watching this week. All righty. So the episode title, Funeral for a Fiend, is a reference to the Elton John song, Funeral for a Friend. Yeah. The episode title can also be a reference to the title of the comic book uh, story arc following the death of uh, Kal-El, or Superman, as some people know him. I also know him as Clark Kent. Wait, <laughs> yeah. wait, wait, what? Take a picture of Superman, Steve. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Do you have it Blue, with you? Red, yeah. Now draw glasses where his eyes are. Where? Okay. <laughs> yeah, not like on his hand. That'd be weird. See oh, it? Oh, yeah, I see it now. Wow. Yeah. Now, do you have a picture of Bruce Wayne? Uh-huh. Draw a bat cow over where a cow would be. Oh, this is a very fascinating day for me. <laughs> yeah, and really great for podcasting. Yeah. In fact, I was just thinking about Frank Castle. <laughs> and if he him? dressed like an asshole, <laughs> right. he'd be the uh, Punisher. Steve, uh, yeah, dress him as a proud boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, do you have a picture of Peter Parker? <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> Why is it covered in white sticky stuff? <laughs> it's uh, webbing. Oh, okay. <laughs> so a funeral for a friend. Yeah. That's kind of when I got into comics, Steve, is the death of Superman. It was a very big event, I remember. Yeah, happened in 92, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I was uh, 92, I think it was 39 then. Yeah. That sounds about right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, well, Steve, we have a couch gag. Do tell. So we got a magician there. Ooh. Is it Vincent Price looking? <laughs> it kind of is, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, he's in the living room, which it's empty. But then, with a wave of his red sheet, or maybe Superman's cape. Oh. Yeah. First, a couch appears. Then, the family. Simpsons, they're on top of it. Wow. And that's a very our... short, concise uh, couch cat. I like it that way. Me too. It feels very classic, even if it's not a classic one. Mm-mm. Uh, so our episode proper begins at electronic superstore Circuit Circus, where Mo is attempting to place his new plasma TV on top of his car without assistance. Inside, Homer and Bart are only after one item. Can I help you with that, sir? No, no. I ain't tipping some jerk two bucks to tie a TV to my car. Mama Mo didn't raise no fools. Yes. Well... I guess I can just keep watching DVDs by following family vans around. Big Bird in China? Won't Clover get lonely? Oh, no way. He's hanging out with Derek Jeter. 
Now ignore all the fancy schmancy thingamajigs, boy. We're just gonna get a camera battery and go home. Interested in the car stereo? No, thanks. Just here for a battery. Big special on camcorders. All I want is a battery. Care to make love, sir? Battery, battery, battery. The Circuit Circuit parody of Circuit City. I don't think anyone remembers that. Because you said Best yeah, Buy, imagine Circuit City or Circuit Circus. Yeah. 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 Imagine uh, uh, Best Buy, but worse. In red think... instead of blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like the uh, Pepsi to Coke, right? Yeah, it really was. Although I am actually... I like Pepsi over Coke. Sorry. Hey. Sorry, America. Sorry, you don't have a sense of flavor. <laughs> have you tried the uh, new Coke coffee? <laughs> <sighs> I'm still trying with that. It's the most weirdest thing. Like, I don't know what my ma- my mouth is so confused. Because it's literally like, hmm, having a Coke. Now I have a coffee. What? No, I don't get it. Yeah. I, just had, I had to try it. Of course. I, I would try it, too. I, I remember like 20 maybe 25 years ago they had a coke black which was supposed to be that too yeah i remember that i don't think i ever had it though and it it is weird it's kind of an uncanny valley where it starts like coke and then it just lingers with coffee yeah i i mean i didn't hate it but it's not something i would seek out yeah i was very experimental this weekend steve with that and i tried the new uh fish flounder cajun fish flounder sandwich from popeyes i tried i remember you telling me about that yeah that was successful I like a real fish sandwich. Like I absolutely abhor the filet of fish from McDonald's. I think it's nasty. Sure. But this one is actually good. Mm-hmm. So I recommend it. And uh, then the other one thing I tried, oh, I forgot we're not a food podcast, but uh, I like, I like it when you said it to me though. I, I didn't respond because it was at work, but you said I recommend it highly. <laughs> with, uh, and I got your double entendre yeah. there. <laughs> and, um, and I beat Bill Oakley to it with my review first. Yes. Well done. Thanks. Just for you. Of course. Of course. And the other thing was the new Wendy's uh, jalapeno popper chicken sandwich. Uh-huh. You know, Steve, I'm somewhat of a heat seeker. Sure. And I got to say, that was probably one of the most spiciest fast food item I've ever had. Wow. It could have been the freshness or maybe just the the jalapenos that they use. Because sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, like a pickled jalapeno won't be spicy, but sometimes right. it is. So that could have been it. But uh, yeah, I was like, wow, this is this is actually spicy. Huh. Well, speaking of Bill Oakley, I saw today that he tried uh, the new spicy chicken sandwich from McDonald's. And he said that was one of the spiciest fast food things he's had in a long time. So I look forward to that being on the prominent thing. And I'll try both and compare. Maybe I'll uh, send him a message just to have him try the uh, Wendy's thing. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, I think I want to try the McDonald's spicy chicken sandwich. Everyone's coming up with spicy chicken. Now Taco Bell's going to be doing a chicken thing. (sighs) Is there, a, yeah. is there a surplus of chickens that we just need to slaughter in this country? I mean, it's probably not best not to think about the chicken farming in general because it's probably pretty awful. Yeah. Should we just get our own chickens and just raise them and then kill them? Maybe. That's <laughs> <laughs> easier just to get dog meat, I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dogs are everywhere. Yeah. The message of this episode, if you take nothing else, is to eat dog. Yeah. I know of a dog in Texas named Snowflake that no one takes care of. <laughs> Two weeks of uh, us talking about Ted Cruz. Here we go. Yeah. Now that now that we can't talk about Trump. <laughs> I know. Ted Cruz lives in our mind rent free. All right. Can we just start <laughs> the episode? Oh, we already did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Bart. Uh, Homer gets propositioned for, uh, for sex, sex, I guess. Circuit circus sex. I was going to say, uh, this like feels like a very real memory for me is going to an electronic store with my dad and he would have like the mindset for like we need toner and nothing else and, and you're then, a kid and you want to like go to the computers to play like the snow ga- the uh, skiing game yeah that you have at your computer at home for some reason but you still want to play it because it's 
it's there. Yeah, and checking out all the video games and new stuff, right? Yeah. Where does he walk out then? Instead of toner, he walks out with like a brand new computer. Or whiskey somehow. (laughs) So whiskey. I'm that way with uh, groceries. Uh And I'll be out of something like, okay, look, I just need to go to the store after work because I don't want to be hanging around stores right now. Of course. And, you know, usually we get our groceries delivered using ships or, you know, Postmates. And so sometimes after work, I'm like, I'm out of uh, cat food. We forgot the cat food or we're out of Windex, right? So I'm like, I'm just going to the store, get like three things and I'm out. But then it it ends up being like, oh, look, the Lady Gaga Oreos. I want to try those. And like, (laughs) yeah, oh, there's a new flavor of potato chip. Got to try that. Oh, look, (laughs) the meat's on sale. I'm going to stock up, put it in the freezer. And then and I so go your there. fifteen dollar trip turns into a hundred and fifteen dollar trip. Oh yeah, definitely. It literally is like hundred fifteen dollars. Like, <laughs> and then like, what did I actually buy? <laughs> <sighs> well, anyways, and, you know, uh, at least to the Simpsons here because uh, Homer he just wants a battery. That's all he needs, yes. right? So over the battery section, Homer skips over the six dollar ever ready, and then passes on the three dollar sometimes ready, and opts for the uh, fifty cents dead already battery. Or as I like to call the batteries you buy at Dollar Tree. Hey, yo. I also want to point out that there's a battery called Max Power, which is a nice little uh, throwback. Oh, yeah, because that's his name. Formally. Exactly. While checking out a uh, employee of a circuit circus there informs Homer that his battery will be 50 cents or free Ooh. with a 200 purchase of TiVo. Guys, remember TiVo? TiVo. Yeah. Anyways, plus, you know, a two-year contract because Homer's no sucker. He takes the deal, pays 200 cash, and heads out of the store, <laughs> almost forgetting the new TiVo. <laughs> Craig, did you ever have a TiVo? No, because that was expensive. I was, what, this is early 2000s, college, and can't afford yeah. that. Like, I remember, like, every time I moved, I had I would have cable for about, like, three months until they shut off because I can't, couldn't afford it. <laughs> yep, I remember that. So, like, every apartment I had. I think the first apartment that I had, we actually had, we remember they actually had free cable, like the free like 70 channels. Which is funny because that apartment was so crappy. Yeah. But that was also the time when like cable, like $70, it was still like only like 15 bucks for cable. That's true. Yeah. So it wasn't really like breaking the bank. Yeah. Like rent was cheap. A two bedroom that we had there. Again, this is like the year 2000, but still it was like 480 a month for a two bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> 480 a month. <laughs> And then even when you moved out, I was still able to afford it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah, that was that. Yeah. So back at 742 Evergreen Terrace. Eventually, uh, we'll talk about The Simpsons this, this week. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so Homer impatiently waits as uh, Lisa works under the TV on a mechanics uh, creeper, which is the thing, the wheel thing that they are. I looked it up. The brainy Simpson last rolls from under the TV set, wipes the grease from her face and announces that the TV TiVo is installed. Now they can watch uh, TV shows and skip commercials, which kind of sounds like a commercial for TiVo. Yeah, TiVo wrote this episode. It wasn't Sorry. Michael Price. Price. The price is $200 for <laughs> yeah. TiVo. Wait, did you ever have a TiVo? I forgot. To I didn't. Um, I know that we've had like, usually through like my phone, I get a trial of like two years for like the phone company's uh, cable program where you do get like 90 channels or whatever. Mm. And it does have uh, basically a TiVo concept where you can save shows and fast forward and stuff. Yeah. And if you have like any cable like these days, I think yeah. the box is already set for that. And even like uh, like Sling TV or no Hulu, I think maybe Sling, I don't know, even has like DVR functions, I guess. Right. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I, I don't have cable, but I guess I do have like one of those. Like I have something called Philo. Uh-huh. And is it just a thin dough? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put it on my TV and I let it warm up and then I eat it. Yum. 
No, it's just like one of those like internet cable like like Sling TV where it has you know Food Network, so that's all that matters. Yeah. Even though I have Discovery Plus with all the <laughs> that has like a, such a huge library that Discovery Plus. Man, actually, I think Laura would actually love that. It's it's really good. Uh, there was a one of the originals is a nature show hosted by Ross from uh, Friends. Hmm. He has a name, but it, I think he actually just narrating this kind of ass Ross. <laughs> it's pretty uh, good. Planet sad. Yeah, like there's like stupid jokes, like dad jokes in it, but it makes me chuckle. Huh. All right then. And uh, you know, like all the ghost adventures I can watch. Oh boy. Got every chopped I got chopped Canada. I think there's like Ooh. chopped kids, which is really dark. <laughs> <laughs> I got a fourth grader. I think he made a comment like, oh, that sounds like a <laughs> an ad for Tiva while I'm here. Like <laughs> I forgot to tell everyone we're sponsored by Discovery Plus this weekend, right? Yes. Oh wait, hold on. <laughs> Yeah. That Chop Kids, is that a uh, feature Army Hammer? There you go, Steve. There we go. All right. So uh, the family watches as Lisa presses play to watch the latest episode of Itchy and Scratchy. It's a spherical on 34th Street. And the cartoon is set at a Macy-style Thanksgiving Day parade. You get giant balloons resembling beloved characters such as Disgruntled Goat and Poochie. I like that oh. little visual gag. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Scratchy, with his son sitting on his shoulders, watches the parade with glee. Itchy runs up uh, to the feline and sticks a hose in his mouth that is connected to a hydrogen tank. The cat inflates and floats up in the air among the other balloons. Itchy runs to a float depicting pilgrims and First Nations people sharing a meal. And so he takes a bow and lights the flaming arrow while some uh, kind of problematic music plays. <laughs> Just as the arrow is about to hit the bloated Scratchy, the video stops. We're definitely canceling uh, Itchy and Scratchy now, right? Oh, yeah. I think okay. it's long overdue. Uh, so Krusty asks his audience if Itchy will win again or if something else will happen. And then they'll find out uh, after the 10 commercials uh, with a bleep, bleep, and the Simpsons are able to skip the ads, which happened to be Steve had to pause it. Yep. Uh, we have the Duff Beer commercial with Santa's Little Helper from Old Yeller Belly. We have a Turbo Diary commercial from the dad who knew too little. Uh, the Funzo commercial from the episode that we reviewed, Grift of the Magi. Homer's Spring Shield commercial from Papa's Got a Brand New Badge. And the classic Mr. Sparkle commercial from In Marge We Trust. At least with that one, I was able to see it without having to pause. I like that. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Love the callbacks. Good stuff. Yes. They know where they're at. So the family mocks uh, advertisers-sponsored television as the TiVo fast-forwards. We then return to the exciting conclusion of the cartoon, where the arrow hits Scratchy. He goes up in flames, and his entrails land on the ground. And Itchy says, oh, the hilarity, in a spoof of the Hindenburg disaster, which is just lazy and tasteless, and nobody should ever make a really long, silly joke about hydrogen balloons blowing up. Um, but both Pilgrim and Native enjoy the organs of the blown-up cat. While two pilgrim dogs carry a sign that says, Happy Thanksgiving. Who made a joke about the Hindenburg? We did. We did? Episode 100 from <laughs> when we died. I don't remember. <laughs> Thanks, TV. <laughs> Wait, I thought we scratched the Hindenburg bit. <laughs> it was the whole thing, like with the cigars and the 99 red balloons. Oh, yeah. Well, we didn't put, uh, oh, the humanity, did we? No, but I mean, that's, oh. <laughs> the joke's still there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we're dumb. 
Yeah. Anyways, uh, Marge is especially enamored with the uh, recording device as it's allowed her to really follow the plot. Uh, Tivo certainly got uh, a season's pass to her heart. In fact, she's got uh, she's compiled a list there, Steve. And she records uh, shows such as Afternoon Yak, Snuggle in the City, Ooh, The Dog Talk to Her, Pimp My Laundry Room, <laughs> and Opal where the uh, talk show host is talking about Iran going nuclear, spring fashions, and Opal's Pie Club. Sounds like you've given us some words to eat by. Dr. Chef will be back after these messages. Here's a message for you. Welcome back. I have some big, big news. My boyfriend Straitman just proposed (laughs) that we go on separate vacations again this year. I think I'll speed through the cheering. Hmm. Oh, Tiva Remote, you've changed my life. I've gotten so much accomplished. I saved Lost, watched all of Rome in a day, and got through two and a half men in two and a half minutes. Then I ran out of space and had to choose between Sophie's Choice and Schindler's List. Why is everything Hollywood makes so excellent? Why? Do you find it weird that Marge would watch two and a half men? It is kind of weird. And isn't Rome, like, wasn't that, I mean, like, a sexy show? She doesn't have the best taste. It was a sexy show, but, it, you oh, know, um, you know, maybe she likes the period drama. Yeah. yeah. I understand Lost. Everyone was watching at the time except for me. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I will get past season three eventually. <laughs> I did. Well, I did eventually watch it. Yeah. Uh, when, you know, Netflix streaming started. I'm like, okay, fine, I'll watch it. Jesus Christ. And I was like, wow, these first couple seasons are awesome. Mm-hmm. I still stuck with it. I stuck with it. That's fine. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't be mad about it. I just don't have the time or the care to finish it. <sighs> hey, so uh, Opal. Yeah. I Straight always, man. I always thought that Opal was lazy uh, yeah. writing wise. I, mean, I don't know her as a person, but well, yeah, I feel like the they, straight man yeah. joke is just, yeah. It didn't like take some time for him. Like it took a while for the Simpsons to actually like, make a parody Oprah character. Yeah. And so at that time, you're like, do we need a parody over character? Eh. I think that, yeah, she was just very much in like popularity at the time. And I mean, she still is. Right. But like, especially when her TV show was at its peak of its uh, heights with uh, Tom Cruise and the car giveaway and all that fun stuff. <sighs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> Anyways, Marge loves her new remote, right? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. But all is not well, Steve. As day turns tonight, Marge's TV viewing is interrupted by a sports broadcaster turned political news personality turned Twitter animal shelter advocate. Keith Oberman, who uh, takes over the TV set and he calls Marge a content burglar and the worst person in the world. To spell it out, Steve, we see an image of the devil with worse written underneath them. Next, we have an image of Mr. Burns that says, worse, sir. And then finally, we have Marge, who is the worst. Oh, boy. So Marge attempts to make an argument in her favor, saying that those TV fat cats have plenty of money, mentioning that her cousin Maureen saw Mr. Olbermann flying in business class. But the uh, former countdown host defends himself, saying that he was upgraded against his will. Then he tries to level with Marge, discussing how his attractiveness needs assistance. Look, Marge, you think I'm handsome, don't you? Of course. Well, it takes a team of 20 people to keep me that way. Without ad money, I'd look like a swamp monster from a child's nightmare. And under here, I look even worse. Then it gets better. Then even worse. Stop it! Stop it! I'll watch the commercials! (laughs) That's why this is the only mop endorsed by me, former NFL draft pick, Ryan Leaf. 
Mom, what are you doing? I'm honoring America's advertisers. Then we're going to buy some toothpaste, lease a new car, and vote yes on Prop 87. No, no! Prop 87 lets big polluters off the hook. Impossible! Their commercial featured a talking frog. So tell those idiots in the state capitol to let Union Carbide do their thing. Paid for by Cartoon Frogs for Wetlands Destruction. Howdy, folks. Are you tired of family arguments over where to go to dinner? Sometimes I think about getting on a bus and never coming back. Why not try Wes Dubner's world-famous family-style rib huts? The rib joint with something for everyone. Good luck with my finicky appetite. We've got ribs. Sold! Plain noodles. <laughs> with butter. Yowza! Texas tofu. Yummy, yummy! And the easiest place map puzzle in the state. Let me add it. Hey, when they were actually skimming through the TiVo commercials before, we forgot to mention that the rib joint was one of the commercials. Yes, it is. I wanted to like let it happen organically, but it was there, yes. Can you say orgasmically? Yes. <laughs> That sounds like fun. I love the noodles Meh. with butter. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> uh, Texas tofu. It's just tofu shaped like Texas. It did look bigger than your normal tofu. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of gross. Just the gelatinous. Is it doesn't even look cooked? Yeah, I know. Like you can do so much with tofu. I'm a big tofu fan, but oh, uh, I'm fine with it, but it just needs to be cut up a little bit. Yeah. More. And yeah. fried and cooked. Yeah. And dipped in peanut sauce. Mm-hmm. Yum. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to isolate that. Yummy, yummy. Also, uh, original uh, Homer Simpson's The Voice of a Frog on uh, Yes on 87. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of Dan, like he <laughs> starts off doing the, uh, hey, I want frosty chocolate. Wait, oh. Frosty milkshake, boy. <laughs> well, anyway, so they're all excited to go, go eat there, right? So the family hits the road singing about going to a restaurant grand opening. But when they arrive at Wes Dubner's world famous family style rib hut, Steve, there's something odd. That's odd. There doesn't seem to be anyone here. More ribs for me. There aren't any tables or chairs. More ribs for me. I see no grill, oven, or food of any kind. More ribs for me. <gasps> Hello, Simpsons. <laughs> Finally, some service. Now listen, we want to sit under a cool state license plate. Michigan or better. Silence. You've all stumbled into my ingenious trap. That voice. Ah, oh, that commercial was a trick. Specifically designed to lure our family here. And Wes Dubner's world-famous family-style rib huts is actually an anagram. Welcome to Sideshow Bob's world-famous family-style return. And now you're all going to die just because you watched a television commercial. Oh, next time a commercial comes on, I'm going to close my eyes, cover my ears, and scream as loud as I can. So when that originally aired, Steve, I bet a commercial showed up. I think you're right. <laughs> um, I really like the uh, running more ribs for me joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I first saw this, I didn't pay close enough attention. This is me being uh, dumb. Um, but I was very impressed by them making the anagram West Dubner's world famous family style rib huts into Sideshow Bob's world famous family style return. But I didn't think about how world famous and family style don't change at all. Yeah. <laughs> so really, they're just turning two words around. Yeah, just the name. Yeah. And that's why it's Rib Huts, not Rib Hut. <laughs> they needed that extra S. Was uh, Bob just hanging out there the whole time, just waiting for the Simpsons to show up, not knowing that they had a TiVo for like a week or so? I think so, yeah. 
It's not the best plan. No, because like, what if uh, Millhouse's uh, family watched? Uh, right, other people would see the commercial, <laughs> yeah. and they would drive to the restaurant and be like, "Oh, it's closed." Maybe, yeah, I think that's right. Maybe because everyone's like, "Oh, it's not even open. Let's just drive by." And like, the Simpsons are dumb enough to actually try to enter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it had been airing for weeks. <laughs> All right, Steve, so do we have a second act. It, we sure do. And it begins with the Simpsons bound together while Sideshow Bob explains to Homer that he is, in fact, Wes Dubner. He then goes on to recount his previous exploits without even bothering to ask uh, the Simpsons what they've been up to. I mean, they went to a strawberry patch and Lisa picked the most strawberries. But the attempted murderer doesn't have time for that. Here he is using some AV technology to catch the Simpsons up. This time, to liven up my tale, I brought along some visual aids. Just call me Slideshow Bob. Nobody do it. Here we see Krusty helping you escape my clutches in Rome. After that, my family and I fled to England, where I found work as a chimney brush. Here's Buckingham Palace. Sorry, there's a lot of these. Bear with me. Yeah, yeah, we've all been to England. Is this going somewhere? I never stopped plotting my revenge. I snuck into America amidst a bunch of undocumented Canadian comedy writers for the Jimmy Kimmel Show, whatever that is. Then it was merely a matter of constructing my trap and producing the commercial that lured you to your dooms. Which, by the way, got me an offer to direct a feature. Which one? The Hills Have Ice 3. The Hills Still Have Ice. And now, the moment we've all been waiting for. Finally, the ribs. Homer thinks the ribs are coming, Steve. Um, I don't I'll, think they are. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> love... My favorite slide is... That's going to be the same thing I was going to say, probably. Go ahead. Yeah, the the slide of him dreaming about killing. <laughs> and like, how did a thought bubble... <laughs> and who took the picture? I mean, I guess his wife could have, but... Right, or his kid. Yeah. Huh. Also uh, throwing some shade at uh, James Kimmel. I think it was like kind of like, uh, what, 2007? Didn't he start his show like in 2003? say that sounds about right 2002 or three something like that so he was i don't i don't know if he really got his found his niche i mean i just remember when that show came out the thing was like wasn't actually it was all like the first like week was like it's actually live and they're all drinking they realized this is not a good idea for an actual show yeah (laughs) got a little Um, messy yeah but then i think you know they changed things because i remember his thing too was like never gonna wear a tie but you know things change i think uh donald trump being president kind of helped him yeah his show like i actually watched like a lot of clips from his show in the past like four years yeah i feel like he might actually be suffering now because (laughs) his content is less uh bountiful well we still have ted cruz to make fun of that's true and we can make fun of joe biden for unfortunately saying words of uh i like kids more than people (laughs) Right. (laughs) Not a good look. (laughs) I know you mean well, Grandpa, but just... Huh? (laughs) But yes... Jimmy Kimmel? See the president who likes the nuts? No, no, Mr. President, that's uh, that's Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Kimmel's a a talk show host. Uh You know, like uh, Johnny Carson? Oh, that young guy who took over Jack Parr. Yeah, uh, Johnny Carson isn't on the air anymore. Jimmy Fallon is the host of the Tonight Show. That guy who can't focus on TV, <laughs> like he knows everybody, but he knows nothing. But he knows who Jimmy Fallon is. <laughs> okay, yeah, the guy who always breaks. Yeah, bye, Mr. President. Thanks for dropping by. Twenty three skadoo. Here's some ice cream for you. I know you love ice cream. Mm. It's rum vanilla. Oh. <laughs> I yeah, thought it was does... rum raisin. 
he does, I think he said like in an interview what his favorite ice cream was, but for some reason I was looking up what his I don't know why, but but doesn't rum raisin does sound like something because <laughs> that's an old person ice cream, right? Yeah, I mean I I can't see him eating any other flavor. How about some Jamocha almond fudge? <laughs> Too new <laughs> keeps me up at night. <laughs> yeah. One way or another. <sighs> uh, so yeah, Homer is expecting ribs, but it's not time for ribs. It's time for the family to perish in a murder made to look like an accident caused by a defective laptop battery that will overheat, explode, and set off the TNT placed underneath it. And uh, Bob quotes one of his favorite authors, mm. Bill Shakespeare. I think that's his name. Oh yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, he says, "If it were done when 'tis done, then 'twere best it were done quickly." Yay! Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the roses. Night. Ow, God. Stop throwing roses really hard. There's thorns. Why would you do that? I don't know. I thought it would be nice. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he then turns on the laptop, which causes causes a Clippy to appear on the screen. Is Clippy still around? I don't think so. So he then turns on the laptop, which causes Clippy to appear on the screen with a dialogue box that reads, uh, looks like you're trying to blow up that computer. Mind if I hug my kids? <laughs> The animated paperclip then embraces his family while Sideshow Bob laughs maniacally. So Sideshow Bob leaves and he's confident that this time he's made no mistakes. That is until uh, stupid Lisa Garbage Face points out the mis- mistakes he made. Actually, you made one. What Shakespeare really said was, "'Twere well it were done quickly." Yes, I'm sure you've studied the immortal bard extensively under your Miss Hoover. <laughs> Macbeth, Act 1, Scene 7. Look it up. I shall! Come on, Wikipedia! Load, you unwieldy behemoth! Oh, dear. Sideshow Bob. Hoist on his own petard! It's hoist with his own petard. Oh, get a life. Yet another new restaurant fails. Ten-time attempted murderer and celebrity Jeopardy runner-up, Sideshow Bob is in custody again. Oh, no, he's in custody, Steve. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Eddie and Lou stuff the former crusty sidekick into the back of a police car, cutting the hair sticking out of the window of the vehicle. At the Springfield uh, County Courthouse, which offers liberty and justice foremost, we hear the case of the People versus Sideshow Bob, and Bob has chosen to represent himself, as it appears that he has an unusual approach to his defense. I did try to kill the Simpsons. I truly did. <gasps> Okay, if he doesn't say but right now, we are home free. But! Damn it! I plead not guilty by reason of insanity. Insanity caused by my persecution at the hands of this young boy! Young? I'm the oldest kid in my class by like two years. For my first witness, I call my father, Dr. Robert Terwilliger Sr. Look, that's Sideshow Bob's mother, Dame Judith Underdunk. She's the greatest classical actress of her generation. Dame Judith, you were brilliant in Troilus and Cressida. Did they name the Toyota Cressida after the play or the play after the car? My son is on trial for his life. I'm sorry. I know this is a terrible time. So just answer quick. Play first, then car. I just lost $1,000. Robert was a peaceful boy, sickly and weak from a congenital heart defect. But then that Simpson boy started tormenting him and he crossed over into dementia. To what degree? Was this dementia blown full? (gasps) 
Steve, that voice for his father sounds familiar. Who is that? Why, that's none other than John Mahoney. Where do I know that name from? Why, he happened to be on the TV show Frasier playing Frasier's dad. And here's a bit of trivia you won't get anywhere else. But the character Sideshow Bob is voiced by Kelsey Grammer. Who's that? Who's also the voice of Frasier. Who played the the body of Frasier? (laughs) I'm pretty sure uh, Kelsey Grammer is all. And a lot of alcohol. I, I'm a huge Frasier fan. It's, fine, it's funny because I'm like going through a Fra- Frasier rewatch right now because mm-hmm. I already finished my Cheers rewatch and it's the way to go. Yeah. And I, you know, I love Frasier. I love Cheers. And, and, uh, but do you know how like his childhood, his growing up was really messed up? I didn't know that. It's family tragedies. He was raised by, um, his mom and grandparents. But, uh, when his, he, when he was 12 years old, uh, his grandfather died of cancer and then, uh, his father was murdered in a home invasion. Oh, wow. And then in 1975, his uh, sister was kidnapped, uh, raped, and murdered in Colorado Springs. Uh, and he was the one that was required to identify the body. Wow. And then in 1980, his two half-brothers died in a scuba diving accident. Jesus. So he's had a lot of uh, tragedy, you know, like uh, in his life. So I can understand where some of the Yeah, you don't have to be a uh, radio psychologist to know that'll fuck you up. So just, you know, it's kind of interesting where he came from. But, you know, being one of the most well-known actors, I think. Mm -hmm. Let's get off the depressing subject. But I'm I'm looking forward to to the Frasier return if they ever do it. Yeah. Probably be on the Peacock app. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to subscribe, Steve. No. But how would you do the remake? Would you have it back in Seattle? Would he go to Boston? Well, I think I would just get everyone back, right? Yeah. I think even the kid that played Frederick on Frasier is still acting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, bring him back. I, I think you would make him the uh, John Mahoney type role, right? I was going to say, have the son help Frasier start a podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably a know. podcast. <laughs> well, Ross has to be there, too, right? Yeah, she can produce. No, it should be like uh, uh, Frazier and uh, Niles do a podcast where they watch old episodes of uh, Cheers and <laughs> review them. <laughs> yeah. Or like, you know, he's like a professor or some of the psychology. I don't know. Yeah, he could be a professor and then Niles can have a podcast that is wildly, wildly successful. <laughs> and so Frazier's jealous of Niles just because he gets so many it's, listens, even though he doesn't make any money off of it. That, that still would kind of work, though. I think the pot like just imagine him reading like Frazier reading a, an ad for a manscape like, yeah, when your balls are hairy, why am I reading this? Uh, Roz, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I think I want the podcast thing. It'd be funny. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think it'll work. And uh, he does it from his garage and he plays guitar. <laughs> people come in. <laughs> Lock the gates. <laughs> it'll be the podcast that uh, has interesting guests, right? Exactly. And he'll have guests where he uh, asks, uh, why won't you date me? Yo, is this racist? <laughs> I think we're done. <laughs> okay. Uh, Craig, I got a blunder for you. Oh, great. In court, uh, Bob was interrogating his father, and Bart accuses him of being a violent murderer, but the camera rotates towards him, and Bob's father is there in the audience, but he's also on the stand. What's going on? Boy, I really hope somebody got fired for that blunder. I think it was like a rift in the t- time-space continuum, maybe. Okay, that makes sense. All right, fixed it. No more questions. All right, well, Bart speaks out uh, to the people of the courtroom and begging for them not to uh, feel sorry for the homicidal maniac that deserves to fry. Bob make- breaks down in tears, asking who else has suffered from the demon scamp known as Bart Simpson. That's right. And Luigi mentions 
Then Bart ordered prank pants. What are prank pants? You know, when they explode and kill your junk. So Luigi mentions that Bart ordered prank pizzas to 888 Poopy Pants Lane. When everybody knows that Poopy Pants Lane ends in the 700 block. That's such a dumb joke, and yet I love it so much. The town of Springfield was like, okay, we're going to have a a vote to name this new or the name this street and then bart like rigged it so it was yeah poopy pants caesar chavez poopy pants i'm not accusing him oh <laughs> i'm just saying those are two options for street names um the uh, accusations continue though with uh, cletus claiming that bart mocks his folksy ways and homer admits that his son cheats at uno the defendant's family and the jury look at bart suspiciously while the uh, statue of justice tugs at her blindfold nervously going kind of like a Ooh. <laughs> bart states that bob is playing the people like saps then that he's a killer so bob is uh, hurt and he's being accused at his very own trial <laughs> he's left with no choice he takes a vial from his jacket pocket Nitroglycerin! Everybody panic! <laughs> Yoink! Foiled again, freak. You don't understand! I... I... That nitroglycerin was medicine for Robert's congenital heart defect! To which my earlier testimony referred. This man is dead, and you killed him. <gasps> Ooh, gross. I'm touching the dead guy. America has a tradition of turning outlaws into legends after their deaths. Billy the Kid, Bonnie and Clyde, Jesus Christ. Joining them now is Robert Sideshow Bob Terwilliger, whose funeral we're presenting with live shovel-to-shovel coverage. You know how, like, uh, like Simpsons shitposting memes, like uh, when Hibbert said, he's dead. I, has anyone done the, uh, you know, when Bart, or at least is bringing in Bart with like, Bart's dead, and then Bart's dead serious about going to Itchy and Scratchy Land. Has anyone made the meme of, you know, Hibbert announcing that uh, Bob's dead and then... Bob pops up dead serious about going to Itchy and Scratchy Land. Has, has anyone done that meme, meme yet? No, I don't think I've seen that before. <sighs> All right. Well, you guys, happen. Yeah, you guys understand what we're, what we're saying. So uh, if you see it, uh, it's because of us. Yes, give us credit and money. Yeah. Give us all that meme money. Yeah, you know. They're called Dogecoin, Steve. It's a whole Do- craze. Dogecoins? Dogecoins, yeah. By the way, I just got to say John Mahoney's choice of voice is kind of fun. Yeah, it's not It's not uh, his dad, like from Frasier. Yeah. I think he, he probably didn't know. Like, I wonder if Kelsey Grammer's like, John, would you do a favor for me? I know we haven't talked in four years. I guess my bad Kelsey Grammer impersonation. Sorry. <laughs> no. But he's like, uh, you want to do a voice? I, I'm sure it was the Simpsons writers. They probably knew he was Sideshow Bob, right? Such an iconic character. Yeah, I would think so. But it is it is a fun choice for John Mahoney to play like a more elderly. More... Yeah, I'm just, right. I'm just wondering if he's like listened to like Kelsey. But Kelsey Grammer just is doing Kelsey Grammer's voice. That's like, yeah. Bob. <laughs> I don't know. It's fun, though. Yeah, I like it. R.I.P. John Mahoney. Oh, yes. Did start acting until he's 37 years old. So and he's he's British. Whoa. But not like he was born in England, but then I think they moved over here like real quickly. His parents. Mm-hmm. I think a funny f- fact, too, is. I think John Mahoney like taught Kelsey Grammer like a lot about like opera and fine wines, like all that stuff that Frazier's character is yeah. about. Like in reality, when you watch the show, Kelsey Grammer's more like his dad. <laughs> right, exactly. 
He's the uh, yeah. Well, we already talked enough about Kelsey. Is this the first time we've actually had Sideshow Bob? We reviewed an episode with Sideshow Bob. Uh, this is our second one. Oh, okay. Uh, we had one kind of early on where uh, I believe he moves in next door. Oh yeah. And his face falls off. Yeah, I remember that was like one of our first episodes, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, very huh. early. So we didn't really talk about Kelsey Grammer that much in that episode. Or if we did, I'm, I'm not going back to listen to that crap. No, and neither should you, listener. <laughs> yeah, just start with uh, episode no uh, uh. 101. <laughs> yeah. Just forget the first hundred. <laughs> hey, Steve, we're at Bob's funeral. Okay. Yeah, we got the grieving parents that we just met. And hey, look who showed up, Brother Cecil. Hey. Yeah, temporary out of prison for the ceremony. And Bob's widow, Francesca, and his son, Gino. And Bob's uh, colleagues from the world of clowning who all arrive in a Volkswagen Beetle. And we get that obvious clown joke. Mm-hmm. Um, as Ken puts it, it's a, it's a who's who of haha. That's right. So as Krusty sings a parody of Elton John's Candle in the Wind, we see Sideshow Bob in an open-faced casket with a uh, added section to accommodate for his oversized feet, which may play a factor later on. A clown pays his respects by changing his face makeup from one of laughter to that of sadness. And then a uh, tall clown cries while another more diminutive clown dons an umbrella to protect himself from the falling tears. Snake Jailbird offers a wreath of roses that reads Beloved Cellmate. And his Italian uh, family pay their respects while Krusty continues his song, plugging a Best of Sideshow Bob DVD. And the morning continues with a sad slide whistle and a respectful salute from everyone's favorite, Mr. Teeny. Yeah, the Simpsons walk into the service and are immediately pointed out by Krusty, who uh, causes the people in the pews to boo the family. Marge pleads with Bart uh, to try to look sad, right? Yeah. But he firmly states that he's uh, he's got nothing to be sad about and storms off. Uh, Marge then suggests that uh, the family pay their respects. Yeah, well, between you and me, I still can't stand him. 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 I don't care about these church jerks. Church jerks. Church jerks. Homer, your behavior is heinous. Anus, 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 anus. Oh, stupid sideshow Bob. Even when he's dead, he wrecks my life. I hope he's in hell eating a barf burger. I once felt that way, too. Hey, aren't you Bob's brother? Biologically, yes, but we never got along. He was always zigging when I zagged. That summer when he wanted to tour the castles of Italy, I wanted to tour the castles of France. So he went to Spain, a compromise that satisfied no one. That's stupid. You talk like you're smart, but you're stupid. Anyway, I choose to remember Bob as the big brother who taught me to play Botticelli. Sounds boring. Oh, you'd love it. It's a guessing game in which one player adopts the guise of a noteworthy, you're right, it is boring. You know, it's funny. I was watching a uh, brother from another series recently. Mm-hmm. I was watching him like, man, why haven't they got David Hyde Pierce back as Cecil? I, I would like to see it, him return. Mm-hmm. And then this episode happened, but it happened like in 2007. So apparently because <laughs> this episode, spoilers, I don't remember anything of this episode. Uh-huh. So it's cool to have uh, David Hyde Pierce back. And what was it like four years after Frasier ended? Yeah, uh, Frasier ended in uh, 2003. So, yeah, about four years later. And, yeah, it's good to see him again. I, I like his uh, reading. He's so good. I love that. I love yeah. David Hyde Pierce here. Uh, so uh, Cecil tells Bart that the only way to find happiness is to make peace with Bob. And Bart commits to uh, saying goodbye. And Cecil tells Bart to uh, hurry as they're going to cremate him in 30 minutes. And that they'll be spreading the ashes over the castles of France. Finally getting his revenge. Take that, Ashes. So they're walking down the street and Bart runs into a uh, news 
paper delivery person known as Millhouse. Hmm. Yeah, it's nice to see kids still delivering papers, right? Yeah, it's quaint. So he informs him that uh, that he's made the front page of the headline, Boy Shames Region. So Bart is going to set things right, and he invites Milhouse to come with him. Unfortunately, Kirk is taking Milhouse to the batting cage, where he'll learn to umpire. He's even got the official Major League ball strike counter. Those things are fun to play with. Ball one, ball two, <laughs> strike one, strike two. There's something so funny and sad about taking your kid to a batting range to <laughs> learn um <laughs> i know no here's my yeah. theory i think kirk is like seeing someone that uh works there oh seeing a ball girl or a ball boy or a bat polisher or a ball polisher sure they can <laughs> polish all the things balls and bats alike uh so bart runs from his friend and to the springfield funeral home where it's the same low price even for fatties uh millhouse makes uh makes a very important stop at 742 evergreen terrace Hi, Lisa. Hate to mix B with P, but your family owes me for two weeks. Millhouse, have you seen Bart? Bart Simpson? I think he went to pay his respects to Sideshow Bob. Mind if I sit down for a second? My feet are killing me. Feet? Killing? <gasps> we gotta save Bart! No, but I'm getting a home perm! Now! I love uh, Millhouse's mixing B with P. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, business and pleasure, of course, Steve, but not uh, bad oh, moments okay. with... Uh... I thought it was butts with pee-pees. <laughs> That's what I've... Have you seen Bart? He's like, Bart Simpson? Ah, <laughs> uh, Milhouse yeah. might be a contender for MVJ for me. I know, he's a lot of fun. <laughs> that, uh, I mean, he's got two scenes in here. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, at the funeral home, Bart speaks to Bob in his casket, uh, telling him that he never meant for him to die, just to you know go to prison and get beat up a lot. <laughs> and you know he's sad that uh, now everybody wants uh, him, Bart, dead. Just then, Sideshow Bob emerges from the casket with a knife, ready to do Bart in once and for all. He flings the boy into the wooden box, shuts it, and turns on the conveyor belt that will send the casket into the fire. But as Bob laughs maniacally while brushing embers from his hair, Marge, Homer, and Lisa are on their way to save Bart, who is attempting a ruse to save his life. Bob planned this from the beginning. Uh -huh. He wanted to be captured at the restaurant. Yes. He would never get a Shakespeare quote wrong. No. His mother was a Shakespearean actress. Oh, yeah. His father is a doctor. A doctor, huh? So when Bob collapsed in the courtroom... I remember. His father could take that opportunity to inject Bob with a powerful drug that simulated death. Uh-huh. It was a diabolical scheme and every member of his family played a part. Are you done? Because I've been circling the funeral home for ten minutes. Yes. I found a trap door that leads to an underground city. Here I go! Oh my god, it's beautiful! Are you buying this? When they find your ashes, they'll think it's me. And I'll be far away with my loving family. It's the perfect crime. I love when uh, Lisa's in the car and she's just explaining the whole plot. And Homer's like, oh, yeah, that did happen. Hey, you're right. And he's just, like accepting everything. And then he's like, are you done? Because we've been circling around for the past <laughs> 10 minutes. I thought that was a really fun line. Doctor, eh? <laughs> <laughs> right. His plan. He must have watched uh, Sean Connery's uh, last uh, MGM James Bond movie, uh, Diamonds Are Forever, because there's a scene where they throw out James Bond in a casket and lock it and tries to you know, go to cremate Bond. But he's uh, he's pulled out, Steve. Spoilers, uh, James Bond doesn't die. Oof, really... He'll die another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Let's just finish this episode, Steve. All righty. So the Twilliger family laugh. They do a lot of laughing. They're good family. Yeah. As uh, Bart slowly heads towards the flames when suddenly the rest of the Simpson family burst in looking to stop a cremation and find out what smells so good. Sideshow Bob cranks up the speed of the conveyor belt uh, from gloating to kill him already. And Bart is beginning to uh, feel the heat. So Homer throws the unclaimed matches, or as he calls them, hobo remains onto Bob's eyes. As Marge turns off the conveyor belts, Bart cries to be set free. <laughs> Though my favorite lines here, Homer Homer tells uh, Marge not to, because he, he needs to get his, over his fear of coffins. Um, so once freed, Bart, uh, Bart and his mom hug, and our favorite police officers from Springfield arrive. Freeze, sideshow snobs. You're all under arrest. You have the right to remain silent, but I hope you don't. It's a long way to jail, and I like to chit-chat. Wait, I must know. How did you loosen the tiles of my mosaic of murder? I grew suspicious when I saw the casket had extra room built in for your feet. Why would your family pay all that extra money for the comfort of a dead man? Damn these glorious gunboats. Nice try, Bob, but you didn't count on one thing. What's that? You stink like my butt. <laughs> Take him away. Oh, why must I feed him straight lines? You know, Bart, you should really clean your asshole then if it stinks that bad. It's true. You know, Bart has shitty whitey tidies. Yeah. I think we had this discussion that Bart probably doesn't wipe properly. It's probably true. He's a 10-year-old it's, boy. Yeah, it's it's funny that, you know, we've done this long enough where we're circling back on Bart's dirty anus. Yummy, yummy. Ah, so back at home, the Simpsons are celebrating uh, Sancho Bob being locked up for good. The only thing left to do is to hack up that cake, celebrating Sancho Bob's 10th Finnish plot being foiled. But suddenly, Ho Bob pops out of the cake, brandishing two knives, which probably feels pretty nice, <laughs> uh, ready to hack away at the family. Steve, that wasn't actually happening. Oh. It was actually we cut back to uh, Bob. He's in a straight jacket, uh, laughing like a madman he is. Because um, he was just lost in fantasy. But we pan out there and we see the rest of the Twilliger clan sharing a giant prison cell. And uh, the boys are playing some cards when Snake tries to butt in. He's a real buttinsky. There is. There he goes again. You have 87 years to get used to it, Father. East bids two hearts. Three diamonds. Three clubs. <laughs> the joke's not funny and the bid's not sufficient. You know, I could forgive Snake for all of his crimes, but he just literally just like hit a kid. That's true. Cool. <laughs> like, why was uh, why was Sideshow Bob's kid arrested? Did he have anything to do with this whole plot? I mean, he did have a vendetta, I think. <sighs> I'm not looking forward to that episode. No, I was very relieved when they referenced it in this episode, meaning that we didn't have to deal with that episode yet. Right. I don't know why we don't like it. Like you and I both don't like it for some yeah, reason. Yeah, and I barely remember it i just remember i probably watched it once maybe yeah. what season is it even from uh it's got to be before this one so probably season, season seven. Th- this is season 19 so yeah probably like a season 15 or 14 <sighs> i love the little mini fraser reunion it was great yeah it was good it was a good time um but we should uh we should talk about it a little bit more after we take a break because that's our episode all right we'll be right back And we're back. Craig, let's uh, finish our discussion of 
funeral for a fiend. We'll talk about our favorite visual gags, favorite quotes, and MVJ, our overall thoughts. And we'll find out what we're watching next week. All right. All right. Let's uh, start off with the uh, visual things. What uh, what were some of your favorite visual gags? Uh, lots to choose from here, Steve. It's true. The Keith Oberman changing his faces all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that'd be fun. Uh, but I got to go with, uh, speaking of Keith Oberman, when uh, Marge is having that watching the TV in her dream. And he points out uh, there's worse and it has the, a Polaroid of Satan, then worser with Burns. And then she's the worst Marge herself. I want that on a red T-shirt, those photos. <laughs> I think it's fun. Um, Such an I, inside joke, maybe, but <laughs> I think it's great, though, because it just and the photo of the use of Marge is a lot of fun because she looks so <laughs> innocent and like, what? I didn't even know my picture was being taken. Like, could you imagine? There's a red background, so it'd be on a red T-shirt mm-hmm. and just wearing that and like a Simpsons fan scene. Like, I don't get it because this isn't like a classic episode. No, we might have to produce that shirt, Steve. I like that one. It's so simple like, out of nowhere and simple. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We don't have to come up with a design. <laughs> Or even any text, you can just do that. I like All it. right. <laughs> yeah, check the store maybe this week. Uh, hopefully, there's a sale. Usually, I feel like T Public's been having sales. You know, maybe like every two weeks or so. Yeah, it's usually like starts out at thirteen dollars. Yeah, I think this definitely. I think I think I want this on a shirt. All right, I think that's fun. Um, I do like uh the prop frog. I think that'd be fun to do. Oh yeah, I thought that one too. With the, that's another good one from this. Like, doesn't make sense. Right. Um. But I think my favorite visual thing is uh, Sideshow Bob dreaming of choking Bart. Another it's good. A, that's actually a photo, good shirt. Yeah. 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 Oh, I think yours fun. might be because but I really it's like another... <laughs> the uh, esoteric nature of the one that you have. Yeah, but the uh, I think the dreaming of the because that's another doable one too. <laughs> Could we have two shirts from? <laughs> Ooh, the same episode? Is that even allowed? Maybe we make it a challenge, and whichever one sells more, <laughs> like donate money to a charity or something. It's a good idea. Yeah, or just you know donate to the charity, regardless. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just put them both up and say, uh, "Well, we've talked a lot of shade about Ted Cruz." Oh, hey, instead of putting Marge's face there, let's just put uh, Ted Cruz's face there in the worst. <laughs> I mean, not like, a political podcast, but yeah, he's just a garbage person. <laughs> would like worse be like, uh, so keep the devil uh-huh. and instead of worser, it's a uh, Trump. No, oh, that's tough. Yeah. You got to keep with Burns. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we're not a political podcast here. That's right. Uh, what about jokes? Things like that. Uh, Nature, oh, what was one of your favorite? Uh, I said, I think I kind of alluded earlier that Millhouse might be my MVJ and just <laughs> his interaction with Bart the empire uh counter and mm-hmm. you know him talking to to marge i think is great uh millhouse was really fun this episode i, I agree also, yeah and i also did enjoy the return of cecil i was david hype pierce one of our great actors i loved uh, his delivery was so good yeah really good i also John uh, Mahoney, of course thought that homer did really well in this episode the oh, um, yeah. uh the more ribs for me run was a lot of fun um and just the lisa homer interaction like especially when they're the car right right i think that was a lot of fun and even marge talking about being able to understand the plot of itchy and scratchy board because there's not an ad <laughs> is very funny you know it, it is fun because a lot of the you know the the sideshow bob episodes are always lisa and bart centric and yeah marge and homer really don't do much with this but it was great to have the entire family you know thwart uh sideshow bob it's true and yeah, you, I, I do have to say that keith olberman he didn't have a big part but he's got a great voice and i always oh, love yeah. to hear him talk with like that authority that he has maybe that's why he's a broadcaster steve that's right unlike us <laughs> unlike us <laughs> <laughs> unlike ass <laughs> I, I, yeah i think there's plenty of reasons why we're not broadcasting <laughs> 
All right. Well, final thoughts of this episode, Steve. I'll go ahead and go. And, uh, you know, it's been a while since we've seen the one where, you know, we've talked about the disparaging remarks of the one where he does go to Italy and meets his wife and then has a kid. And the vendetta, we, that was the thing that we, we, you know, came off with. Right. This episode, I think, had it was was better than that and again i don't know because it's been like 10 15 years since i've seen that so i it's hard like comparing to it maybe it's because the kid was annoying right maybe that was what we're yeah. thinking there's, there's probably good jokes in it maybe <laughs> uh, i can't maybe. Don't remember well, let us know guys but i enjoy this uh side i you know sideshow bob episodes are you know just really fun episodes it's kind of like akin to like when um they might not be the greatest but it's enjoyable it's like uh oh here everyone take a drink as i'm gonna mention star trek ready <laughs> it's like when q shows up in star trek you know it's may not be the best episodes but sure it's fun so i think uh, i enjoyed it i mean yeah they're like i said earlier the, the simpsons get to everyone gets to get involved with with uh hey because it's about family right so the entire family of sideshow bob is involved and so is the simpsons family so it's a family affair yeah uh i enjoy the return of cecil and um you know what i uh, i'll just give it a ranking you talked about prop 87 steve i give mm-hmm. this episode a 69 out of 87 nice yeah I mean, that comes to like uh 79 maybe yeah a, yeah sure yeah sounds good okay cool um yeah so it's first of all remarkable to have a sitcom reunion on a different show that's on a different network so that's, you know, to have a Frasier reunion on Fox, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was probably Tress McNeil played Sideshow Bob's mom, I'm assuming. I would assume so, yeah. Like, that could have been uh, Daphne or Jane, Jane Levy, is that her name, right? Yeah. Or, or uh, Perry Gelpin. Then it'd be like an awesome, like, <laughs> Frasier reunion. But right. But I think the Frasier boys, then Frasier boys being the the father and the two sons. That, that it just makes me sad that John Mahoney's passed. And yeah, I want another episode with because I enjoyed his voice in this episode. <sighs> right, sorry. Oh, another uh, sorry, another line that I just happened to think about that I really loved that might be my favorite of the night is uh, Kent Brockman when he's talking about glorifying uh, outlaws. <laughs> Jesus Christ was the last <laughs> one. Jesus Christ. Um, I like that line a lot too. Um, you're right. This is a silly, fun episode. And, you know, it's hard not to compare it to other uh, Sideshow Bob episodes, but I think it holds its own really well. Like it has a really classic Simpsons feel with the jokes and it's uh, silly without being too like over the top. Homer's fun and dumb. Bart is like kind of like a real kid. Like he's, you know, genuinely worried, but he does have his laughs and he's still, you know, the Bart Hellraiser. I think everybody plays their roles really well. And um, yeah, it's just the my biggest challenge with this episode was when I was picking clips, the clips were all really long and I had a hard time picking where to put them because I just wanted to make more clips for the show because i wanted to like have the jokes be told by them rather than us reread them because it was so good so yeah i think this was a lot of fun and just all around there's no like no really like, real downside to it so i'm going to say that the fact that bart ordered pizzas to 888 poopy pants lane but everybody knows that the uh it stops at the 700 block so i'm gonna give this uh 700 out of 888 that seems like a good score hey so, so are you cut out r- r- real quick what, you, what were you saying about the clips oh just uh that when i was picking the clips i had a really hard time and that's why they're a little bit longer this week because i didn't know when to stop them wait what and i wanted to put in more clips because they're just all so funny and so good no 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 what what were we saying about the, the 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 length of the clips? They were really long. That's what she said. Oh yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long walk to get there. Yeah, I heard you 
fine. I've just wanted to hit that button, but uh, you were in a train of thought. I was, I thought it'd be nice. Yeah, to interrupt you. Um, you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's probably gonna get cut from the episode, anyways. <laughs> we might have to dock a point. I just thought about this now. There was no rake in this episode, was there? Oh, you're right. We didn't hear the classic Kelsey Grammer. I should probably put that clip in there, not me do it, but <laughs> we didn't, we didn't hear him shudder. That's true, right? Yeah, I can't think. Maybe we did. Uh, no, I don't think so. All right, time to rewatch the episode, Steve. Alrighty, and we're back. Uh, I'm sure it didn't happen. So you liked it? Cool, I did. Uh, so I think I gave it an 87.5. Sure, if you sounds good. That. So yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I would say watch it. I th- yeah, exactly. I think uh, I I would feel that. Um, I wonder if Disney Plus has they don't have this feature yet, but they should have because uh, remember they released like uh, the the how the Treehouse of Horror like button. Like, here's all the Treehouse of Horrors. Mm-hmm. They should do a, a Sideshow Bob playlist. Absolutely. I think that'd be a really fun collection. Yeah. Except for that one that we don't remember. Right. And we hate. Well, it's probably because that was the, I, that might have been like for our memories, the last Sideshow Bob episode that we remember yeah. watching. Uh, and I think that we probably react poorly to it if it wasn't as good as we expected to be. Right. And, that, yeah. and I said earlier too, like, I, I always wanted to see Cecil back and he was and don't remember it so here we are yeah all right steve let's find out uh what we're watching next week all righty and to do that we're gonna need that good old-fashioned wheel of random let's give it a spin to see what season we are in we have season 16 season 16 Alrighty, let's give it a spin to see what episode we are watching we have episode 21 season 16 episode 21 why that's the father the son and the holy guest star what happens in that greg so bart is expelled wrongfully might i say from springfield elementary so he's set to a uh a bible school Oh, no. Yeah. Where he befriends a hit priest named Father Sean, guest voiced by William Neeson. Ooh. Uh, Steve, do you remember this episode? I think I've seen it once and I don't remember that well. Yeah, I, I kind of remember that too. Um, It was written by uh Matt Warburton. Oh, Patrick's brother. Yeah, thank you. I was waiting for that. <laughs> All righty. Well, I look forward to watching this and uh, getting to know Father Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Or not, I don't know. I know, I just, I think I remember this episode, but I just, I don't know if I have a strong like of this. I don't know. Yeah. All right, Steve. Hey, our fans out there, you can go check out our Public site, which is tpublic.com slash user slash annoyed grunt boys. You also uh, contact us on the social medias of uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at 138simpsons. And you can always email us at 138simpsons at gmail.com. And if you're so kind, go to your favorite podcatching app and leave us five stars or the equivalent therein. And you can write a review, but it doesn't have to be a real review. You can just uh, ask us a question or tell us your favorite Sideshow Bob episode. All right. For this week, I've been half an annoyed grunt boy, Craig. And I've been your other half annoyed grunt boy, Steve. And remember, keep reaching for the skis. Yama yama. <laughs> Thank you.